Welcome into the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's juggling all the things, you're absolutely in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Hello, my fellow working moms. Welcome into our podcast today. Today is a very rainy day where I am. We have a tropical storm and I have to tell you, it feels so cozy. I am one of those strange people who absolutely loves rain. And I have to say, it's really fun to be chatting with you on a Sunday morning while my neighborhood is sleeping in. Everybody has that vibe where they just want to be in their house and maybe have a coffee or tea, and I'm having so much fun talking to you. So thank you for being here on this cozy, rainy Sunday morning. I love it. And today we're going to talk about some really, really bad advice, (laughs) some bad advice that's out there for working moms. And when I first started my journey of being a working mom, I struggled big time. You all know this. That's why I do this podcast. And it's natural. What's the natural thing to do when you're struggling, especially if you're somebody who absolutely loves to read? What do you do? Of course, you read everything you can on the topic you're struggling with. It's just natural. Do you do this also? Is this a thing? And I'm guessing yes, because you somehow found this podcast and you probably found it because you were searching for help. You were searching for help juggling your 300 roles and you wanted to find a better way to do it. So first of all, kudos to you. I'm so incredibly proud of you for going to learn, for expanding your mind, for learning better ways. So great. So great. But here's what happened. When I found the quote experts, at least the people that I found, the advice got me so mad. I was so angry. And that's actually one of the reasons why I do this work. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Still to this day, it's rare for me to find someone else who gives what I think is good advice for working moms or advice that you could actually follow. You know, sometimes the advice is great, you know, maybe theoretically, but you can't actually do it right? Or maybe it's so impractical that I just want to scream. (laughs) Nobody can ever do this. And I have to confess that the other day I did it again. I thought to myself, you know what? I should probably listen to someone else who's an expert on working moms. Maybe she'll have something helpful, you know, maybe something I hadn't thought of maybe it'll be great and I can bring something that I could share. (laughs) I should have known better. I should have known better. But the good news is that listening to her advice 
help me pick this fun topic for our discussion today. So something good came out of it. And this whole episode is not just based on what this one person in particular said, okay? I don't want to, you know, imply like one person had just the worst advice ever. But it inspired me to share some of the worst advice I'd ever heard. And if you find this episode helpful, I can absolutely do more on this topic. We can have a series of bad advice because let me tell you, there is one thing I can guarantee you, and that is there is no limit to the amount of bad advice out there. (laughs) There is enough cringeworthy advice to cover many, many episodes. And before I begin, let me just give a disclaimer. It is possible that something I say is really good advice for you in particular. Maybe I'm saying it's the quote, worst advice, but it works for you. If that's the case, just laugh along with me and recognize that there are other women that this advice doesn't work for. Okay, so we're just going to keep it all happy and in a good mood. And like I said, if it works for you, great. Some of the things I'm going to be telling you now work for me. So maybe when I was first a new working mom, they didn't work at all. But years later, I can do it, right? So just enjoy this episode, step into it with me, and just have fun with it because that's the intention. The intention isn't to make anybody feel bad or judge anybody. It's to be fun and to be lighthearted and to recognize that you have to come up with what works for you. You know, what works for me may not work for you. And I want you to always be aware of that because that's when things go south. That's when things aren't good. When you think, wow, this is how everyone else does it. What's wrong with me that I can't do it that way? No, no, no. I don't want that for you. So the purpose of this episode is to have fun and to keep in mind that all advice out there isn't always good. It's not good for you, maybe. Okay. All right. So let's dive in. So can I share with you the advice that gets me the most ticked off? Like if if I actually get angry listening to something and my blood starts boiling and I just want to throw the computer or throw whatever I'm listening to because I'm so angry at how the advice is. And I'll give you a hint. What's my core message behind everything that I teach? What's my core message? And I'll tell you, behind every podcast episode that I do, every Facebook post, my emails, whatever I talk to you, my core message is that you need to take care of yourself. Be gentle to yourself. Love yourself. So when I hear experts tell moms that the number one way to find balance is to wake up early, like I said, I just want to throw my phone at the wall because, you know, There are 0.001% of moms who get plenty of rest 
and maybe don't need more sleep. And like I said in the beginning, if you're one of those moms or if you love waking up early and there are those moms, absolutely feel free to follow this advice. But if you're like almost all the new moms I know, especially the new moms, please prioritize sleep over everything else, please. (laughs) Because sure, that sounds lovely. Get up, have some tea or coffee, read a book, journal. And if you do this already and you feel great, amazing, amazing. I'm actually at the point in my life where I can do this too, okay? I love my morning routine and I do yoga and I journal and it's great. It's great. But for many, many moms who aren't there yet, who haven't reached this point, this advice is poison. It's poison. It's essentially telling them to sacrifice the one thing that they need most in this world. And if you're going to go ahead and offer this advice, at least do it with a warning, right? (laughs) Tell moms, don't do this if you're tired. If you're tired, you need to sleep for goodness sake, right? For goodness sake. I get so riled up over this because what is wrong with our society that we keep telling people to sacrifice their sleep, right? What is that? So many problems are caused by exhaustion. And moms are one of the most exhausted people that I know. (laughs) Who's more exhausted than a mom? So I'm going to tell you that if you're tired and you're not getting enough sleep, please find another way to have your peaceful moment be creative. I trust you to figure out a wonderful way to do this. And if you don't have a peaceful moment in your day, I want you to feel comforted knowing that your sleep is perhaps the most important gift you could give yourself. (laughs) Don't you agree? Wow. I just have to say this topic just gets under my skin. Ugh. Let's dive into more advice and just see how more riled up we can all get. How does that sound? (laughs) Okay. The next advice that I hear all the time is, oh, I hate this one. (laughs) I don't know why I personally hate this one, but it's to say no to all the things. And this advice always makes me wonder What exactly are the things that I'm saying no to? Like, why is this the magic cure? What on earth am I saying no to? Am I saying no to feeding my kids dinner? Am I saying no to volunteering at the school? Am I saying no to going to work every day? Just what is it that if I magically said no to, my life would be easier and complete and balanced. Like, what is this? What is this? And I've listened to a lot of people say this, just say no. And yet they never seem to give examples. They just say, say no to things. And I'm always left wondering what things exactly? Because you see, 
I think that you're already smart enough to know what's optional and what's not optional. And I'm guessing that most of what you do, you can't exactly say no to. You have to go to work. They're not going to pay you if you don't go. You have to make dinner. You have to make sure the kids go to bed before midnight. You have to do your, you know, your evening routine with your kids. You have to go to that meeting that you dread. So just what is it exactly that I'm supposed to say no to? And maybe it's volunteering at the school. Maybe it's volunteering at the school. And you know what one of my pet peeves is? It's people telling me not to do things that I want to do. So what if you love volunteering at the school? I did that for many years. I used to make beautiful cards. Anytime they had a teacher appreciation, I would make the most beautiful cards and the teachers saved them forever. Years later, the teachers told me they still had them. I love doing this. My kids love that I did this. What if you volunteer and your kids love it? Is that what you're supposed to say no to? Showing your kids how important it is to volunteer and be part of the community and to help other people? Because I'm going to tell you honestly, I have no idea what you're supposed to say no to. Because if you personally think that doing this volunteer work is so important and you're leading by example, you're a smart person. You know it's technically optional, but maybe you're teaching your child the most important thing. So yeah, that advice sure sounds great and I hear it everywhere. Say no and you'll have more balance. But I personally find this advice demeaning. I find it demeaning because it assumes that what I'm doing isn't important to me. I also find this advice shallow and almost impossible to follow. You know, give me something I can actually use. Something that works in my life, not some fluff that assumes that all my problems can easily be gone with one word. You know, just say no. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The next advice that I see that makes me cringe is the advice to time block. Do you know what time blocking is? Time blocking is when you take your calendar and you assign certain tasks to certain times of the day. For example, maybe at 8 p.m., you'll make your lunches for tomorrow. At 8.30, Your kids are asleep and you'll answer your work emails, whatever it is. And here's my response to that. Really? Really? (laughs) How many times have you tried to go make the lunches at 8 p.m. and suddenly your child remembers homework that's due tomorrow and he absolutely needs your help, right? Or You go to do your emails and suddenly your mom calls and says she can't watch the kids tomorrow and you're suddenly scrambling for a babysitter. I personally, I love time blocking. I really love it. But it's not the be all end all answer, you know, where you put things in your time block and you're good to go. 
And, you know, I told you that some of these things I actually use. So I actually do use time blocking, but I use it knowing that things are going to come up and I account for it. And I don't get frustrated when my kid needs my help, but I'm supposed to be, I don't know, doing a menu plan. But you see what the difference is? Because if I told you this is the ultimate way, this is going to fix everything, you're suddenly going to get everything done, what's going to happen? You are going to end up feeling frustrated. Maybe you're going to get very mad at all the interruptions. And if you try it and you fail, which if you have kids is pretty likely, you are going to hit your pillow feeling stressed and not feeling at all balanced, not at all. And in my opinion, unless you go into time blocking with a relaxed attitude, knowing that it's okay if you don't get to it, it is not helpful advice. And I'm going to tell you that the people recommending it, they don't tell you that it's probably not going to work and you should just do it as best as you can. They're not saying that, right? Just like with waking up early, there needs to be a warning label. (laughs) Do you love that? A warning label. And the warning label would say, sure, go ahead, create a time blocking plan, but be ready and be flexible when the plan goes awry and enjoy your plan on the rare occasions it goes as you'd like it to go, right? Just enjoy it if it actually happens, but don't be upset if it never happens. And that's how I personally do my time blocking. For example, here we are, eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. I felt good. I woke up early. I'm doing what I wanted to do. But if I hadn't, if one of my kids was awake and wanted to snuggle with me or wanted to have breakfast, that is fine. I would have done this another time. I would have enjoyed that time with my daughter because I have this warning rattling around in my brain. I have this warning label and I know, you know, what did somebody say in our Facebook group? She said, man plans and God laughs. I know that going in. I know that and that's okay. So how did these examples resonate with you? Do you get just as ticked off as I do when you hear bad advice? And the thing is that bad advice can be very, very harmful because to me, that's what creates sadness, feelings of not being good enough, all the negative things, because frankly, when it sounds so simple and so doable, you know, just plug in the time blocking, just plug in when you're going to record an episode. So simple. But when we can't do that, we think, What's wrong with me that I can't do that? What's wrong with me? Why can't I wake up at the break of dawn like other moms are doing? Why can't I create a routine where I get everything done every day? And
And what is it that I'm supposed to be saying no to again? Because I can't quite figure it out. So next time you hear a quote expert telling you how to create a balanced life and the advice sounds incredibly impractical, don't think there's anything wrong with you. Oh my gosh, I can't say that highly and strongly enough. Don't think there's anything wrong with you. You are doing your best. You're improving all the time, even if you don't realize it. And here's what I have in my notes, in my outline, in big, bold letters that I wanted to be sure to tell you, okay? I'm getting the chills just reading my notes. Never, ever listen to advice from someone who doesn't make you feel good about yourself, okay? I'm going to repeat that. Never follow advice of someone who doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Why? Why is this? Because then if you follow the advice, you are coming from a place of shame, of feeling not good enough. And following that advice, assuming it works, probably won't work, but it'll always make you feel that way. So let go of the bad advice or just advice that doesn't work for you. You do you. And send yourself some extra love because you need it. Because let me tell you, there is an ocean of bad advice. Wow, (laughs) taking a deep breath. This episode turned into something I wasn't expecting. It turned into an episode on self-love. And I'm really glad it did because that's really the secret to balance. When you're gentle on yourself, that's when you create a life that feels great, that feels happy, that feels like you're living the life that you've dreamed of. And my friend, I would love for you to rate this podcast. We have such a different loving message. And imagine the world if our message reached more people. Just incredible. So don't hide this, leave a review, spread the love, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and remember to be gentle on yourself. I'll talk to you next time.